Hey there, and welcome to Between the Legs, a podcast about those in the motorcycle community and those who contribute to it. I'm your host, Sarah Taylor. The episode you're about to listen to is a conversation I had with Leslie Paddall, owner of Breaking Hearts and Burning Rubber. Some of you already know the story of this superwoman of a person who supports a niche market, women's riding boots. It can be difficult to find boots that are not only protective, but fashionable. Leslie tells us how she came up with her own solution and the interesting journey that led her to that point. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did, and thank you for listening. Thanks for joining me, Leslie. I appreciate it. For those who don't know, we are talking to Leslie, who owns Breaking Hearts and Burning Rubber, which is located for anyone in the Manhattan area on West 38th Street. Um, Nice to meet you, Leslie. Nice to meet you, too. Um, I'd love to hear what you're riding, how you got started. Just, you know, introduce us to who you are and how you got involved in the moto community. So I started riding motorcycles over 10 years ago, and I had a bunch of vintage bikes, and they would break down on me all the time, and I could go (laughs) to Fort Tilden, which is a local beach here, and halfway back, and then I would have some sort of chaotic breakdown on the side of the road and have to fix my bike, and then I could, like, struggle back, or I'd push it down as far as I could and have a friend pick me up, so... Um, my dad encouraged me to get a bigger bike and I started looking at motorcycles and when you have a license for a few years, you can kind of go to a dealer and just ride anything on the fleet. And I had started to do that and I was really sold on getting like a Triumph or a sport bike. And what I really wanted to do was like long hauls. And I was told that that bike wasn't really comfortable for that. And, um, the models that I was looking at even the sport bikes just weren't suited for what I wanted to do as far as like my motorcycle journey. And I got on a Harley Sportster and I like fell in love immediately and went to the dealership a couple weeks later and bought one. And then again, I was talking to my dad about just like what was next in my life because I was going through like a really bad breakup and changing my career. And this is like the lowest of lows of my life. And um, I ended up riding that bike cross country and I think that changed everything wow. for me. Yeah. That was like when I was like, felt like a real motorcyclist and <laughs> I really had an amazing journey and I came back two months later and, um, yeah, it like changed a lot about like who I was and I figured out a lot of things and, you know, I left on that trip super insecure and like doubting myself and I came back and I felt like super empowered and all the women I had met and the community was super welcoming and um, I met so many people along the way that I'm like still super close with and that are like my best friends. So that like really catapulted my motorcycle journey and got me into it. And then ever since then, it's like just the perspective of seeing a place from like a motorcycle or like two wheels or it's not even that it's just like within, um, 
within the mindset of like you have no boundaries and um has just really been super amazing and yeah I'm just like thinking and like getting sidetracked like daydreaming about all the, <laughs> all the trips I've been in where I was like yeah that was pretty incredible and yeah nope that was that was awesome and you know like there's just this beautiful romance on your bike and you just are like open to everything around you so it's a really way a really great way to experience the world around you no matter where you are like just around town or on the other side of the world basically I completely understand and agree I'm only in my second season but every single time I got on it especially for the first season it was it was an insane feeling and it even in just like learning little things like uh, how to put it on reserve because right. that was a super fun hard lesson I got yeah. um totally got laughed at at my garage for that too which was well deserved but just the little things make <laughs> you feel like learning something that a lot of people don't know about is very empowering and you suddenly just feel good about yourself in a way that you wouldn't have expected even though you already do a bunch of things that make you feel good like eating really good french fries or getting a dress that makes you look amazing yeah it definitely is a different conversation you have with yourself i think there's this weird space uh of time you know, like between silence i don't know how else to describe it you know like when you're in your helmet it's like quiet and you talk to yourself and you know like talk to yourself a little bit oh i totally talk All to right. myself but you don't realize you're doing it until right. you're like in a full conversation and you're like, oh, okay, I'm crazy. <laughs> right. But then there's this like weird silence between silence, like this gap of time where you're just like, oh, like that's what it feels like to be at peace. And that's the type of memories that I like totally remember just like being like sucked into my surroundings and like for a moment time stops and like all of those bad things go away. I had a friend that I had gone into motorcycles and she had kind of like the same story I had like had a really bad breakup like had some you know issues like her her dad was really sick and she worked a really crazy corporate job and she was having like all these like body self-image issues and things that were out of her control and I remember going on a trip with her to California and we talked about this really beautiful um, place in Joshua Tree because you enter one way and you exit another way so like when you're going up the hill that's like at sunset if you turn around it's just like epic like the most Ugh. beautiful colors like the sky is like purple and these like magenta colors that you can only like um just like you have to be there to like imagine it it's just like insane you can't even describe it um and I explained <laughs> it to her and I was like okay when we go get going we'll turn around or whatever um, so she did and she had that re revelation and like when we stopped she was just like I turned around and for a moment like my dad wasn't sick and like you know I was you know at peace and I was happy and you know she like had this like jer like tear jerker like uh, amazing moment within herself and it was in her helmet and on that trip and then a year later we did the same trip and then like took another 1700 mile trip after that <laughs> just to like kind of recreate it and like just both of us just needed a reset in our life and you know I was like you know fixing her hair and stuff and she was like to go in her helmet and she was like like motorcycle save me and that was just a really impactful time where I was like yeah I think that a lot of the women I've met like there is this really insane moment where you just like I have goosebumps um you just like realize <laughs> that like this is something that is almost outside of your comfort zone but it like makes you super comfortable and like makes you in a place where you feel the most validated as yourself so I think that 
it's really important for people to discover that. And, you know, like for a lot of us, it just happens to be getting on a motorcycle. And I truly explain to people, like, get out there and just do what you want to do. And don't let you don't let other people keep you from doing it. Um, you know, like almost it's it's worth doing like you're gonna tell yourself like i should have done this sooner (laughs) i know i think about that all the time um in particularly like getting started i wanted my license in high school i wanted it in college and i didn't get it until i got here and a friend wouldn't take me for rides anymore until i got my own license and i was just like fine i'm gonna do it (laughs) and then i did and you know i haven't looked back um but are you still riding the harley sportster I've since then gotten a Dyna T-Sport and um, it's like a custom from Power Plant in Melrose, which is a really cool shop out there. And um, just, it's, you know, it's amazing to meet other builders um, and he makes really beautiful bikes. And I have like a really funny story with that bike. And then I have another custom bike. It's like a custom Harley that's from SLNYC that Alex Lerner built. He's like a local builder and I just really love and respect his work and we work together and it made this like insane bike um but um it's crazy because a lot of people ask me like oh like the other day at work someone was like oh like have you been riding all summer or whatever this summer is because <laughs> of the weather but uh we went straight from winter to summer right in, like two weeks it's kind of like fall today but yeah we'll, we'll get there uh <laughs> but I was like you know no and it's just one of those things like there's all these lulls sometimes like I get caught up in work and stuff and there was a threshold where I had done so many things and I'd ridden a lot on my sports star and I kind of like fallen out a lot with motorcycling and then you know who owns power plant I was in town for um like a reunion for babes right out it was like their five-year reunion and all the girls had gone to the first one were welcomed back to come to borrego on like a very like vip secret special event together which was really special and amazing and i didn't have a bike and he was like hey you can take this bike it's my personal bike like wow bring it back in one piece i went out to the desert and i just like fell in love with motorcycling all over again it was like the power of the engine it was just like I rode two up with um, Melissa, who's like Moldy Goldies on um, Instagram, and like our friend Nina, like let us out there. There's just like all these like really w- cool women that I've like inspired to be like around and with over the you know over the last five or six years, and it was just like I just had that passion come back, and it made me fall in love. So I basically went back and I was like, I'm gonna buy this bike. I'm going home and selling my sports star. I <laughs> passed it on to my friend that I went to, you know, on that trip with, and no, so she took that over. And yeah, it's just like kind of all in the family. And and then I have that bike, and it's again like every time I get on it, I just like love it, and I realize why I love motorcycling so much. So I think that it's great for people to you know, like go through bikes and you'll kind of like find something that just like really speaks to you. And it's like kind of like dating. You like date a bunch of boys or girls and then you're like, oh, I like this one a lot. <laughs> <laughs> this one gets me. That's so, amazing. You know, like I always say, it's like very romantic. You kind of have to like figure out the ins and outs and what you like and what you can tolerate and things, you know, that don't work for you and what you can fix. So um, it's a very, very personal relationship with your bike completely agree i'm in the process of finding a new one and i've ridden uh i ride like a suzuki 500 so it's you know fairly small it's naked it's not too much it was what i would consider to be a great starter bike and there's a huge community online that's very helpful 
Um, and I'm somewhere between like wanting a bigger, badder, more dominating <laughs> super bike, um, yeah. and wanting, you know, not quite a Harley Sportster, but something of that nature, just cause I'm not a huge fan of the vibrations that come from Harleys, but I think they're amazing bikes. And the newer ones aren't so bad. Yeah, they're not so. not as tough. Um, I might have just ridden a bunch of older ones, but somewhere between oh, yeah. there, and I can't decide, and I'm like, maybe I should just keep oh, yeah. both. <laughs> yeah, the 90s ones will, like, totally, like, rattle themselves do, apart. Do, 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 yeah. <laughs> but you know what? They have really great programs. Um, Evil Rider actually has, Oh, I love them. Yeah, so they, they like, have, have it. So, like, in tons of dealerships, not tons, but I think they have, like, over 80 locations, and... You can just take a bike out for the day, or you can take it out for a few days. And with their membership program, it makes it super easy. It's like thirty bucks a month, and you accumulate um, like points, mm-hmm. and then you can trade them in. So if you're like going to go out to California for a week, um, you almost like trade in your points that you've accumulated over the months, and then you pay the insurance and you know your deposit and things like that. But it's a really fun way to test out new bikes too, and um, it ends up being a lot cheaper than like renting one yeah. for a day. Or like I tell a lot of girls, especially in the city, like if you have a bike that gets you around the city, like keep that because the city's really hard on bikes. And then if you're gonna go on a trip, like go go get a bike from Eagle Rider and go on your four or five day trip and then just rent the bike and then you don't have to worry about maintenance or like getting new tires or the oil change, you just like pick it up and drop it off. And, you know, a lot of them come equipped with like saddlebags and all the accessories and they have like the latest models. And it's fun because you like every time you go out, I'm sure you, like most people take what two or three trips a year. Like yeah. every time you go out, you can get a new bike or try something new or see what you want. And you know, like the reliability there is there and stuff. So, you know, it's like what 30 times 12. So it's you know, like 300 bucks mm-hmm. a year and you have, like a brand new bike at your disposal you know that's 12 amazing. 12 days out of the year so um, do you have any trips coming up i don't i i actually really want to go to sturgis this year and check out the wild gypsy tour um i'm probably gonna do over and out because it's like mm-hmm. i'm like obsessed with what kelly's doing and it's like a dirt bike camp um I think I got invited to that last year and couldn't, like, wasn't yeah. able to go, but it sounds amazing. Uh, my truck broke down on the way, and I was like, oh, <laughs> like, this is, like, the one weekend I'm really looking forward to. And then I think the Fox Run, and I've been, I've done Babes a lot, um, might make it out there. It's just, like, there's so many cool events now, and, like, everywhere, so it's, like, hard to, to, like, manage the business and then, like, go to those, and I feel, like, really lucky because there's, like, a lot of um yeah there's there's just like a lot going on so there's you know there's always something so like if something doesn't work out there's you know like I can always go see my friends like the next weekend or like in, in a month later but um I haven't been to Sturgis yet and I think that was just like something I need to put and cross off my bucket list um so yeah and like I said I really enjoy like flying into a city and, and running a bike from Eagle Rider and then just like rolling around for a few days and then getting back <laughs> on a plane and going home I've ridden cross country and I've done that trip and I'm like I've put you know like I've earned that badge <laughs> to do that again um and you know th- that's kind of like an amazing thing and you know like um yeah I've, I've been to a lot of the women's events and I really love them and there there's just something really special about like the community and how informative they are and how inclusive they are um as soon as you prove you're, like, in it to be there, that every single person is your best friend. 
Yeah, and I don't even think that. I feel like, so, like, I went to the first phase right out, and I went with a friend, and something happened with her bike, and she had to, like, go to the dealer, and, like, I dropped her off, and I, like, raced to go meet with everybody, and I, like, pulled in, and, like, the whole time, I'm like, I've never gotten 90 before. Like, this is insane. Like, I'm, like, speeding in California. I don't even know where I'm going. And then, so I was, like, going through all this stuff in my head, and I get there, and my adrenaline, and, like, my heart is just racing, and I pull in, and I totally forgot to just, like, kick my kickstand down, and I, like, jumped off my bike, and my bike fell, and then, like, knocked me over, and they're, like, <laughs> oh, someone, no. someone went down. I was, like, oh, my God, like, what an entrance. I was, like, coming in hot. I was, like, yeah, like, this is so rad, and then I was, like, I made it, and, yeah, and then I, like, totally fell down in front of everybody, and I just remember this one girl, Danielle, coming up to me, and she was just, like, are you okay? She's, like, do you need a snack? Like, are you, like do you need anything? Do you want a water? And I was like, no, I'm just like so pumped right now. (laughs) So like nerding out and just being, yeah, just being so enthusiastic. And that was like, and then I see, you know, like obviously like, um, being in the community for so long. And then when like, I see, I get really excited when I see other girls or women like that, where I'm just like, they have that like super excited, like first time, like, you know, there's like such an excitement. I'm always sometimes get jealous because I'm like, I haven't been excited about something like that in a really long time. And I just like love that <laughs> feeling, you know, and it's like, you can't get that feeling back. It's just like doing something for the first time and getting really excited. So I'm always like, kudos to the girls that are just like starting out and like doing their thing because that feeling and that like, yeah, it's just like so hard to, to get back and like experience. So like, like I totally validate that experience and like, and like I get super excited <laughs> when I see people that are just like just as pumped as that moment you know and I just remember that was like such a funny like it happens but you know I can hear you getting excited yeah. as you talk yeah and a lot of people girls and guys alike I feel get that excitement just from talking about something that they love so much that you know, I don't have too many friends outside the motorcycle community that will ask questions because when they do, I'll just go on a 30 minute rant about like nothing and just yeah. like getting more and more excited. And then they're like, OK, I'm done asking you for like a week. Now. Right. They're like, uh, OK. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I think, too, I've definitely been told they're like, oh, you talk too much or blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, I'm really passionate and excited about it. So I feel like if I wasn't, then you know there's not much to say but there's have more of a womp womp right there's so it's so dynamic and there's so many like um pieces to it and again like i can't begin to express like how even like with my business like how supportive the community's been and like Mm -hmm. the network and just like opening it up like so we were at this event called mama tried in milwaukee and i just remember girls coming up and they were like Oh, we're from Brazil. And I was like, wait, you came all the way from Brazil to Milwaukee? Mind you, it's like negative 50 and there's like tons of snow on the ground. And you're like, great. And they're like, say hello to like, you know, Brazil. And we're like, and it was me and and my friend Nina, because she came to help me out because I'm a one woman show. And, you know, I need a little help at the events. And we're like, hey, Brazil. But I was such a funny, I just remember like afterwards, we're like, like we stayed with one of our friends and we're just like, like laying there just like, like what the heck like <laughs> these girls came all the way from brazil and they're like badass riders and we're just like laying there we're just like <laughs> like we made it like, <laughs> like we're big in brazil but you know it's such a funny thing it's like not even just within our own community like things like social media have like opened it up to like oh it's such crazy a, such a big world and you're just like that like that's so insane like when i get customers for like 
like this one customer just ordered some boots and she got them in Australia and just to like have that interaction no she's like hopping on a motorcycle and representing the brand is just like I'm just like yay like that like makes my day you know and then you know like not all emails are that fun but and like positive but you know it's crazy because I think once people get the story and you know like um understand then you know they're a little more or like easy you know but uh oh, absolutely how did you get started with your brand so that's kind of funny. Um, <laughs> I came to Modern Vice um, and I, oh my gosh, it's really funny. So how do I start? So <laughs> <laughs> I definitely have had those moments where I've been like, um, I don't understand like why companies don't make shoes as tough as the women riding their motorcycles. I've like definitely gone through like my fair share of boots. Especially, like, when I was going cross-country, I, like, rode in India, and my shoes, like, melted, and I would, like, duct tape them together, and I was, like, buying super glue, and it was, like, a whole mess. Like, literally, the one pair of shoes I had with me totally, like, fell apart while I was, like, in the middle of nowhere. Um, so, I yeah, I had, like, a really hard time with that, and um, I had randomly... I don't know how person I should get so okay so you know in life sometimes when like things are like going really badly and you're just like if I just put this behind me then you know and like let it go then like things will work out mm -hmm. so I had like a huge falling out with someone and I was like you know what I'm just gonna let it go and like just stop putting effort and energy into it because there's like a world in front of me and there's so much more that I can put my energy into and my agency was like yeah you like you so I'm a commercial tailor as my nine to five job um and I, they were like, you should just put more effort into that and like build your clientele and stuff. And I had just landed a couple like really big clients and I was like, yeah, yeah. So that's the direction I'm going to go. And uh, like I had contacted a friend. I was like, I think I should have headshots. Like, I think I should, have, you know, like really up like who I appear to be online and like the things that I've done and like all of these campaigns and stuff and like my clientele. And he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Meet me at the studio. And it ended up being here at the factory. Hmm. There's a photo studio right behind us. And he, like, had me come up here, and I just remember just being, like, super overwhelmed and being like, oh, my God, they make shoes here. Like, this is insane. Um, and he was like, yeah, I could totally hook you up with the owner. And I was like, okay, sure. And he's like, let me, like, you know, mention something to him. And I just remembered following Jordan around the factory, and he was like, yeah, 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 it's, like, development, blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, like, women need motorcycle shoes, like, boots, like, to ride in, and, like, and you want to look good right. while you're riding, but also be safe. Right. And here's, like, this, like, little niche market, like, like please, like, let me just design some shoes for myself. And I did. And so um, I got the development and samples together, and he had someone, you know, private label that helped me. And um, we started designing, and I got through two, like, designs and prototypes and you know, like I had girls like chasing me down on the street being like, Oh, I want these boots. Like blah, blah, blah. They're so awesome. <laughs> and I was like, came back and I was like, listen, like, I think I could, you know, like, like a machine, like someone puts in a boot order and out pops a boot, you know, like they put in an order and we could customize them. I have two styles. I'm going to have a little event. And if, you know, people are really into it, then we can talk some more and, you know, like develop this even more. Cause we had to like develop the sole and the last and like provide leather. And there's just, it was like a big process. It took a few months. And then, I mean, there's a lot that goes into developing a product. Yeah, like it's not just like 
the design, like the actual look and the aesthetic of it. There's like the leather and the lining and the last is like the shape and the sole and the heel height and all of these things. Cause all of that had to be like developed. It didn't exist on the market. Um, and like in the open market, like you can't just go buy a sole and like put it on a shoe. Um, oh, it's not that easy. Not that easy. <laughs> I wish that would be so awesome. Um, but it doesn't. And you know, so like we, um, have this shoe and I, you know, I was like, if it does really well, we'll talk about it. And, Obviously, if it doesn't, you'll never hear from me again. And we had this little event, and I invited, like, 30 people I knew from my my industry, from fashion, and then um, other motorcyclists. And we sold, like, 52 pairs in two hours. What? We had, like, girls calling on the phone, and then they put it on their platform. It, like, took off overnight. And then it was just, like, we literally, since then, have never been able to keep up with orders. And I feel like it was just one of those things where, like, hey, I make cool shoes. And literally, like, every time... And I mean this so sincerely. Every time that I get, like, really discouraged and things aren't working out and there have been so many obstacles to overcome and I, like, you know, like, I try to be transparent about it, but at the same time I have to, like, you know, like, keep a good, like, poker face and not let people know that I'm, like, really crying and screaming on the inside and, like, ready to give up. So, like, when I'm at that point, um, a door opens and a really big opportunity comes. So, like, we were handmaking our souls for a really long time and they're the way to make them was just like super labor intensive they were super expensive it was like 90 percent of the cost of the boot whoa and yeah and so actually i tried to develop my own with another factory and like build molds and stuff and it's just like the guy i was dealing with was like just totally like totally backwards it's like it was so hard like if i thought being a woman in the motorcycle industry was hard and that it was male dominated like manufacturing is even harder and i just really like I'm speechless of like the way that like I was treated and like the things that weren't done and oh it was just it was a nightmare and then you know like the store opens and Bibram gave me um a partnership and helped me develop the first women's ever ergonomically designed motorcycle sole so it has 80% oil resistance um it's like water traction it's actually like design and um like the traction area is actually like specifically graded all the way down to a woman's size five rather than like just like one standard size so there's like four grade sizes and then what it's supposed to do is help distribute the women's weight distribution um what yeah that's was, crazy yeah and it's like the first time they've ever done it so like that was like a huge like triumph for us and it also helped us like speed up production to open up to ready to wear which is our like wholesale division mm -hmm. um and offer our boots at a more competitive price point because it just like took down our labor like a lot like we used to pump out like 10 boots a, a week and now we can pump out like 60 boots a week that's insane uh, 60 to 100 depends like if we're having a, a good week <laughs> sometimes not so much <laughs> but yeah so you own run and do all the back ends of your own company and i know when you and i were connecting beforehand which by the way happened through social media oh, so powerful yeah. um <laughs> And uh, I was talking to a couple of friends leading up to it, and they're like, yeah, she does everything by herself. And I was like, that's insane. I have to talk to her. Yeah. You can uh, take out the trash. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you. Yeah, and and start my recycling and break down my box. Like, you know, people don't realize that, like, there's so much more than just, like, running a business. And people always tell me, they're like, oh, what's it like? I'm like, you just have to realize that there is nothing you, can't like, can't do. Like, there is never a sign above you that says closed. Like, you are just, like always on it always working and it's really hard to separate that and like find time for yourself you know like I've taken you know like 
like taking a step back from a lot of the things that I like to do personally because it's like not like I need to like focus on the the business it's like a child like I really need to be here and like support it and you know like I still work a nine-to-five job because like you know I think one of the most important things is like this business needs to grow and that in the thing of like, I'm more valuable as a tailor. So like if I can go work a few days a week then, and I'm not taking that away from my business then I have more revenue to put into my business, to grow my business and buy more materials and things like that. And I think that, you know, for a lot of people starting out, they just like want to quit their job and like start a business. And that is like, I mean, if you do that great and you're successful even better, but like, I just think that there's this like weird, threshold where like you have to you actually have to like struggle before you survive and like you have to go through that and like those growing pains because sometimes you like yeah you just like don't know what's going to happen you know like things happen all the time that are unexpected and you know like machines break or employees call out sick or something you know like whatever and you still have to you still have to cover it you know like it's not like I don't know maybe that's really in depth but you know I think it's great I think People no one can come to your rescue. You right. are your own like superhero and right. boss and support system. Exactly. That's ex- exactly like it's put really well. Um, and I think people have that disconnect. They think that it's like a really like I thought this was like a full fledged operation. <laughs> I looked at the website. It was like, oh my gosh, this girl has like ten employees. Yeah, no, does all no. the work herself. Yeah, no sick days. Yeah, and you know that's that's the thing. You know, like I just I really want to see this succeed and. Um, I, yeah, it's, I think no one's going to work harder than yourself. And mm-hmm. like I said, it's like, I get asked all the time for business people, like how we keep it running. And I'm just like, you know, I put it first a lot and you just make this a priority. And even, um, I think too, a part of the growth of BHMBR has been, you know, not necessarily like people support BHMBR, but I think that, I think it's actually like, it's really like, I mean it in the most sincere way is like I could only it like makes me like choke up um yeah I can only say so many words that like people really believe in me and support me and I think that has been like the most rewarding aspect of it it's like I could be making boots I could be making I don't know like tennis balls but like everyone has been super super supportive of me and the community and like my friends and like people I've met in the industry and stuff like that like I think that they just really see the drive and the passion and they just like want to support it and like I thank you to all those people or anybody that ends up listening to this <laughs> it's like I it's like in the most sincere way it's like I can't thank them enough because that has really like catapulted me into this and really like kept speech and your art like fluid and, and going so is there anyone who has been like a real rock for you from start to now and how long have you actually been in business will be four years in november holy cow yeah speaking of cow she has some great cow slides <laughs> that i've been eyeing for days hint, hint boyfriend five for me please thank you um so <laughs> so has uh, anyone been like that go-to rock full support start to finish yeah, I mean, my partner Jordan is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, he owns Modern Vice, and he also is, you know, uh, made in Midtown. He's a manufacturing partner. Mm-hmm. And my other partner, um, Kenny Walk, he just came in, and from day one, he's been super, super supportive. And just, like, really, as far as partners, like, 
there's like thresholds where like I throw a tantrum and I'm like, but what about this? And you know, like what? And they're like, we just trust you so much, and like every de- like we stand behind you and all the decisions, you know. And I go to them for you know, like the comfort of knowing that like what I'm doing is validated. And at the end of the day, they're like, we know that you're just like, you're like you're a hard worker and you're gonna make it work no matter what. So like, we don't really worry about you sometimes. And I think that having someone like that is really important, especially in a partner. And like, I get to have my creative voice and, um, really just like put every, like every emphasis into like any of my ideas and like branding and marketing and, you know, just shoes and like going out of women and be like, we're going to make slides. Like we're going to make slides that match the boots, like, and girls are going to love it. Cause I love it. And, you know, um, yeah. And just really supporting me and, and again, helping me build BH and BR. And I think as far as like women, like, yeah, I like I have so many. I could just like sit here and just like say like <laughs> so many names. Um so I have these two friends, uh Lauren and Tina, who have been super supportive and we're doing like a super cool project, hopefully, and those are just like two badass women that I've met that are like bosses in their own realms and I like am totally inspired by them. There's this woman named Moira who like is a boss in the power sports industry. And when I met her, I was like super intimidated, but she's just like an open book and like, will give you any information, like introduce you to any, any person like that's in the room that she knows that like thinks that, you know, like you could totally like network with or whatever. Um, there's so, Oh my God, there's so many. Just imagine like a scrolling list of names. I know. I'm like trying to think my, so my, my friend, (laughs) Uh, Nina Kaplan, she's been like since day one. She, I actually made her the first pair of boots. She's been like such a cheerleader. Aww. And there's also times where you know, like, you know, like when you're like down, and then your friend like randomly calls you, and you're like, wow, like you, like how did you know that I was having a bad day? <laughs> so she's like one of those type of people that like kind of keeps me level headed, and she's like super supportive. Anytime I can like throw throw something on her, she's like, cool, I'm gonna take this to this shoot or this event or whatever, and help you out. Um, my best friend is named Leslie as well. Um, her name's Leslie Weiner, and she's That's been awesome. like, yeah, like the Leslies. Um, but she's also like one of those secret friends where like I'm having a bad day, and she'll like come in and swoop in and like give me a phone call and like boost me up and really just kind of like um, talk me off the ledge in some ways and just like in a logical sense. But I think that you know, like all you know, like all the people that, that have been super supportive have like come out of like the craziest places I'm like trying to think I'm like I know I'm like missing people I'd be like why no, would you mention me my friend Katie Zales like okay <laughs> Katie is amazing so like so I met Katie when I was going cross country and we like stayed friends but like we had like so many like we just like sit in her kitchen and talk for like five hours and I am so glad I met her and I've had her in my life because again she's like another inspiring like entrepreneur and she has like she makes candles um shop 815 and like yeah i think that you know like her and i talk about stuff and the struggles and like you know things that go on and you know like to have that support system is incredible and like i don't know i just feel like i've been talking for a while <laughs> like, like no, i'm like there's so there's so much to talk about um well what do you see like you've been in business for four years you guys are very popular from what I can see 
Um, you just had an amazing flash sale. So all of those who missed it, <laughs> um, like <laughs> what, what's next, I guess. Um, well, we are introducing some more styles. Um, we have a round toe and a square toe. So for all those ladies that were like, pointy toe, really? <laughs> um, we, we, I think I, we, but I, <laughs> so I know it's really important. Um, a lot of it, the challenges just came from like development. It's really hard to develop a last. Um, a last is how you get your toe shape and your heel height. And that's really important to me because like once it's made, it's, it's there. And not only do we have to develop the last, but we have to develop the soles and the insole and the shank to go with it. So it's like a huge process and just the like monetary investment of it is insane. So it's just been like, excuse me, little by little working on it. And then, you know, of course, um, we always run into hiccups and like how things are going to work out. And like, I think something's right and I get it and we prototype it. And then, you know, it's like back to the drawing board and I have to start all over again. Um, create test, create. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, something looks great. And then you like last it and you're like, this looks like a wrestling shoe or so, you know, like there's just like weird shapes and I'm such a perfectionist and and it comes to aesthetic. Like I want to do it right the first time. So I've like finally developed it. And, you know, like, I think that, you know, there's within VHBR, I think that VHBR is like its own unique identity and I don't want to kind of look like anybody else. So, you know, I think that there's a lot of shoe brands out there that have like their like, like shoe toe shape and whatever. And I think that's really important for VHBR is like we have our own identity so that every season I can release a round toe, a pointy toe and a square toe. And then that'll be like our staple and then we can do more stuff with it. And then one of the other things that I'm working on is, um, a sustainable line and using recycled. Oh yes, girl! <laughs> I know. Woo. I got I got a lot on my plate, but uh, one of the things I really want to do is like a sustainable and recycled line and using. So we have like so many scraps here, and um, Jordan from you know Modern Vice and Made in Midtown. I have been talking like you know there's so much um, stuff that we can utilize here and like beautiful materials, even if it's just like a little piece and. You know, like I collected all this like recycled denim from like 501s over the season. I was like, oh, it'd be really cool to like make shoes out of that and like use like recycled goods and like we're sourcing like other materials that are like synthetic instead of using leather. Um, You know, from day one, I wanted to be HMBR to have um, some sort of sustainability. So like we do cut to order and like know that there's no waste. We like all the stuff that's made in New York City, all of our leather sourced locally um, it actually comes from Spokane. Uh, That's amazing. Yeah, from the tannery and like all the unique stuff we get from local tanneries as well. One's from California, and then we actually like the hair on hides come from small farms. And then even with our jackets, like we buy our leather secondhand, and that's why some of this stuff has been limited edition. Like that silver was for like some big designer, and they had a runoff of it, and I could make exactly seventy five jackets from what was left over, and I was like, let's do it. Like let's do this jacket. Um, and, and then they use the scraps to make the gloves and stuff like that. So like, there are so many opportunities, like when I can take something, I, and turn it into something else, like, you know, like, like I said, just like using the scraps for the gloves from the leather that we were cutting for the jackets already. 
then I try to do it and utilize it as much as possible. But I think this line is just going to be like first and foremost, sustainability rather, you know, like that's going to be the message. I'm so excited. (laughs) Is that where you get most of your inspiration from is like looking at materials and trying to figure out what to do with it? Sometimes I think it's sometimes just like when the opportunity presents itself and, you know, I get, (laughs) I get like really in a weird mood sometimes where, um, we're like allocated time on the line and, Sometimes they kind of just like get pushed aside because I'm trying to get the made in NYC orders through and that stuff just like never gets done. And I'll have like weird sketches or something. And then I'll like pick something up like while I'm on the line inspecting stuff. And I'm like, oh, let me just change the hardware. Let me just like pull this line back. I want to just change this angle. And then next thing you know, like within 10 minutes, I have the Vermont boot and it's just like the bestseller <laughs> like the same thing with the Nevada the Nevada like started off as like a short version that they already have the pattern here and I went to Jordan and I was like we just need to make it taller like this tall and you know like just changed it and it was like literally something that was already here and again another boot that just works and sometimes it's not about like reinventing the wheel like the wheel works fine it's just about making it work better you know and first suiting for what it needs so like it's just you know like I you know, I don't know. You know, like it just, <laughs> yeah. like I am not overthinking it. And, you know, I'm just making stuff that I think that is simple and it's easy to understand. And I wanted classic styles that if I look at it, I was like, could I have worn this five years ago? And can I wear it from five years from now? And like that's one of the design aesthetics I put in it because our boots are expensive and they are an investment. And, you know, like for example, people think, because I have a shoe brand, I own tons of shoes. And the truth of the matter is that I only own like four or five pairs of my own boots. And I pretty much wear the same boots every day. Like I have two, <laughs> I wear my Nevadas, I wear my, my Montanas and my Montanas I've literally been wearing for two years straight. And I wear my Nevadas as like my backup pair. Cause I like, <laughs> I do, I like, I go horseback riding and I like do this and I go climbing and all, it's you know, like, like having that, like one piece of jewelry you want to wear all the time. Yeah. Like, this is my piece. That's like, if you were to draw a picture of me, I'm probably wearing Montana's or Nevada's. And it's just so funny because like, I like go through a phase and I wear them and like, <laughs> I'll, just do it. I'll get shoes that are destroyed. And I'm like, what were you really doing in these? Because like, I know how bad I am and how hard I am on my shoes and I wear them almost every day. So it's like when I see shoes that are like really messed up, I'm like, what were you doing really? Because like, I know what these boots are supposed to look like if you wear them for two years every day. Cause mine, mine have been so, but no, you know, like it's one of those things where I want my products to speak for themselves. And, um, I try to build stuff as like, if I'm a consumer, like if I'm paying this much money, like if I'm shopping in the store, like what are the things I really want from this boot? Like what types of things do I want from this company? And like, I think that's one of the things like that value and, you know, like how I said earlier, it's been like really hard and challenging, um, to come in, especially to come in out from an outsider from the shoe world and just like push boundaries and be like, why can't we just make them a little bit wider? Because, you know, that's the standard, but like to me, like, most women I know have bunions. So if we make them just a little bit wider, then they'll fit better because most women I know have bunions and need that little bit of space. You know, most women um, are, are appreciative of that and that, you know, like people are always like, oh, my boots are so uncomfortable as soon as they put them on. It's just because I spent a lot of time developing that last and making sure that like 50 girls that put them on fit. The same thing with our gloves is I asked, you know, 50 friends to trace their hands and then I 
took the measurements and like grouped them. And I was like, okay, these little hands are an extra small. And then these ones are a small. And, you know, just kind of took the average of them and, um, you know, and realized that, you know, uh, women's hands, the hand isn't necessarily like your palm doesn't get bigger or smaller. It's just your finger length. So like this kind of stays generally the same. And then, yeah, there's like weird things like that. And I think it's just like taking, yeah, taking an organic approach and, seeing outside the box and you know a lot of manufacturers have been doing their job um and manufacturing for you know 10 20 15 this one guy that i had such i bet it had it was like 50 years in the industry but you know times have changed and you know i think that when people are looking for stuff on the market there's room to grow and in you know obviously evolve to meet the consumer's needs and i don't think narrow tiny shoes Needs many people's needs. <laughs> They're not as comfortable. Yeah, I don't. Do I don't really shop for uncomfortable shoes. So <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. unless you need like a solid pair of heels, just for like a crazy night out. Yeah, but even then, even. I'll take a sneaker and a boot over a heel. Anyway. Yeah, I'm so glad that this trend with like, like you can pr- pretty much anything goes these days. <laughs> I love that trend. <laughs> Speaking of you, um, you mentioned like the Montana and the Nevada being, you know, some of your bigger sellers. Obviously, I can guess why they're named that, but I'd love to hear, like, how you came to name them after, you know, these states. Oh, yeah. So, when we first started out, the girl that originally helped me in the design, um, so they have, it's called Private Label, so it's, like, their design team here, Um, and she and I were talking about, like, what we should name the collection, and her boyfriend just chimed in state lines, and we are like, okay because we were like let's just name them after states because we like 50 states and like i'll name them after the states they remind me of and so like the calprint ones are actually the wisconsin like they're like some of them are That's really cute. like <laughs> yeah some of them are really kitschy you know like we have like the north dakota and the south dakota so like the north dakota is like the tall version and the south dakota is the short <laughs> version um and like just try to keep it you know like within that realm and you know like just see what the boots really feel like and yeah, and that's kind of just, like, where it went from there. And it was just, like, a really nice way to, like, classify each boot. And it just kind of makes sense. And a lot of girls, too, you know, like, they're like, oh, like, I'm from Utah. And I love the Utah boots. It reminds me of the Moab. And I was like, that's where the name comes from. Because I'll, bye. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, that's, sorry. <laughs> that's where, um, you know, that's where my inspiration came from. So it's, like, really funny that it's, like, kind of full circle. And, like, you know, people definitely... Um, love that aspect about it you know a lot of brands I feel like name them after like names and stuff but this I think is a really fun way to like like, this is the Julie yeah the Julie or the Donna or whatever but (laughs) I thought that was just a really fun way um to captivate that and then so you know obviously like from traveling and things like that my original thought like I ended up from those two original ones um I built a line of five and that's how we like our first actual official launch was like five pieces and then I had like the New York which is the one with the knife and I had the Nevada (laughs) and I had the West Virginia the Wyoming which we don't have anymore and I really want to redo um and then which oh and the Oklahoma and um yeah and it was just like you know yeah they just like talked about like those girls are like that um that customer was like what I felt like was coming from that boot. 
And, you know, it's been one of those funny things, like, I haven't been able to, like, since everything's been so crazy, I haven't really been able to, like, sit down and really get in that headspace. But that's something I'm really looking forward to with this, like, sustainability line, because it's, like, it's new and exciting for me. And I have all these ideas. And, again, you know, maybe it's parallel to what we talked about before. It's, like, riding and getting to a place where you feel really comfortable and then like you kind of lose that passion and then taking on something new like from the sports store to the t-sport um I feel like that's like a new journey for me and I've like really been great at articulating what VHMBR is and like confidently like making boots and it's almost like it's like my language and so I think that the sustainability line is just going to be like a whole new part of me where I have the experience of actually manufacturing where I can have like a whole new light and like research and development and those are super exciting things to me so well Leslie it was an absolute pleasure (laughs) to hear your energy and your story and I really appreciate your time for anyone who is interested uh, Leslie your website please it's www.bhandbr.com Thank you very much. Thanks. All right. See you guys soon.